I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore has a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. A West Ham United. More than just a podcast. More than just a Good evening, good morning or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. My name is George. I'm here with Sean, with his beautiful voice. Hello, Sean. Good morning, good afternoon. A very tanned and orange Sean, I have to say. And why is that different to normal? <laughs> I usually look white and pasty. Very true. Where have you been? I've been with the Tenerife Amers. And where did you go? I went to Costa Edeje. Um, <laughs> Again, why? lost on him. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you said, you were, with, you, said yeah. you were with the Tenerife Hammers. You didn't say you went to Tenerife. All right. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Hello, Nigel. And I met, and I met Johnny, who's 65. Oh, still sure. Yeah, from Barking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, Nigel. All right, George. Where are you? I'm in my shed. Hey. Uh, okay. Well, Sean, you haven't you've done a, you've done a running order here, but you haven't done uh, ten minutes for yourself to talk, as John suggested. So, when do you want to <laughs> when do you want to put that in? Well, I thought we'd do that around nine, item five, which is the transfer update. Okay. Is Moise Divera okay. or Sullivan right, just we'll time? Yeah. Okay, we'll start with a performance at the weekend and against Huddersfield. Hey, what game? Yeah, uh, none of us went, but we all watched it, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sean, let's start with you. What do you think went right? Did we play brilliantly, <laughs> or did Huddersfield struggle? <laughs> I, I predicted the nil-nil draw. Now, on our WhatsApp group, after fifteen minutes, I said, "Well, this has got nil-nil written all over it," and uh, and Nigel said, oh, "I forgot it's to show you to on say that." that. I forgot to shame yeah. you on that. I screen clicked that as well. I will put that and, out. Um, I, I was so wrong. Um, you were. It was. It was just, well, I mean, we could have scored a lot more. I mean, the stats say differently. But um, Marco Anatovic, uh coupled together with Manuel Lanzini, they've got to be the best partnership in the Premier League. And certainly Marco Anatovic <laughs> himself. Really? Yeah. As a partnership. You're really claiming that. I am, I am, and not only that. I think the um, Marco Nantovic is the best 
um, in-full midfield. If you look at the last sort of um, seven games, uh, certainly on fantasy, I've just put him in my fantasy team. He's the best in-form uh, midfielder. And he, he he just, between the two of them, they just brought the place to light. And, and, you know, even down to on the fourth goal, you know, Arnie getting the ump because <laughs> because he missed yeah, a goal. He walked away with he his head down. Right up. Um, but, you know, the stats and... You know, I'll, I'll just mention them because I know you don't. Um, we only have 35% of the possession. We both, both Huddersfield and West Ham had eight shots, but we had six on target. They had two on target. And that tells a story um, because we, we, we just we just finished better. I mean, I, I don't think they were a really bad side, but as, um, as their boss said, what's his name? David Wagner. Um, he said Magna, we gifted. Not Magna. Huh? Magna, not Magna. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's a joke that is lost on most of our listeners um we gifted he he said Huddersfield we gifted them um three goals and they're right I mean the first goal uh was a gift wasn't it with with Noble scoring it was a gift but what I don't think it was a gift no no it wasn't a mistake no David Moyes tactical genius (laughs) <laughs> you know, they did call it out on match of day, didn't yeah, they? They did. They explained it, and it was you look at it and think, "Ooh, what the first goal, tactical yeah. genius!" Yeah, yeah. Go on then. I'll, 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 I'll do my bit then. I, I did. Watch, I watched match of the day twice. <laughs> Actually, because we were first on, I watched it on on Saturday evening, and I also watched it on Sunday morning. So impressed was I that we we're on twice. Uh, I saw that. Uh, Frank Lampard just sat there, sort of saying nothing really. Well, no, he, he, his, his his bit was was when we he praised David Moyes for um he compared it to the Chelsea goal where he said you know Chelsea capitalise on the way they play short out the back and uh, David Moyes obviously watched that and and that's why he positioned the players where they were and they closed down and it worked. I thought uh, Ian Wright uh, talked about it with Lineker and 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 basically. Uh, he stayed stum and just really talked about Huddersfield being bad rather than West Ham being good. But but maybe I'm biased on that. Maybe. Uh, Nigel, what what do you think? Did we play really well or did Huddersfield struggle? I, I, I think the, obviously scoring 10 seconds into the second half shows that the, something happened at half-time. Um you know, David Moyes, genius. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I've always said that I, you can judge—I like to judge a manager by a second half performance. Once they get the players in, that the, the only time they've got to change anything is at half time. So they watch the first half. Once the second half starts, if it, you know if you can see a noticeable change, then they've done done their work. And then obviously that they, they did do their own work. Um, but throughout the game, I, I mean, that was a great goal that Huddersfield got don't knock it but for West Ham to respond in that way and Huddersfield have been no pushovers at home recently so for us to blitz them in that 15 minute start to the second half with the three goals and the Lanzini and on out of it show um, was just wonderful and a joy to behold and it it, it it did make me wonder why we can't sort of be a bit more adventurous like that against the bigger boys and perhaps we may be able to win a game, not not just draw a mm. game. You know. And do you agree with Sean when you when he says they're the best partnership in the Premier League at the minute? I think Anatovic is 
I mean, his stats will probably tell you that he's the best up-front player at the moment. He's playing up-front. He's not playing in midfield. Mm. I mean, every goal... I mean, they didn't give him an assist for the first goal, but it was his pressurising on the defender, Lolly, I think, who who actually scored their goal, pressurising on him. And it it was was like a pack of, like, a... Hyenas on the hunt, you know. They, they, they <laughs> one was one side, one was the other side, and they corralled him. You know, on on out of its run round, got on his back. He's turned to spin and spun into the noble and nicked the ball off of him and put it in the net. You know, that was wildlife on one. <laughs> that type of tactic. <laughs> you didn't answer the question though. Uh, are they the best partnership in the in the Premier League at the moment, or would you rather have? Firmino and Salah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd rather have yeah Firmino and Salah. No, 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 that's <laughs> not the question. Well, the best well, in form at the moment. Just look at the stats. Not who would you so rather? Right, have how many goals has Salah question. scored? And for me, it's only Liverpool podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the goals they've scored to to what to what we've scored in the last. I was very precise in the last seven games. Well, they've still scored goals in the seven games. They both scored yesterday, Sean. So I know, but I, I still I still stand by my um my statement. No, they're not. But at the moment, um, they're making us tick in a great way. It, it'd be good oh, if we can see that at home. And you know, the, the we've seen glimpses, or well, not glimpses, but we've seen it away against the Stoke and the Huddersfields. Let's hopefully we can mimic that. I mean, the only defeat in the last six games I think we've had is that Newcastle game. And we've had some yeah. tough games. So That's right. onwards. Top 10, as I said last week, top 10 is possible. And, it, and it's looking like probable. Well, we're 11th. Well, but here's the craziness. We're still only a few points off the relegation four, zone. Four points. Yeah. Or five I mean... at the moment. And if Stoke get a point tonight, it'll be four. But yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm just looking. You're right. We're on um, we're on 25. Watford are one above us on 26. Everton on 27. So another win with the right direction. We could be ninth, yeah. which is where Everton are at the moment. And they were in um, obviously trouble recently. Palace is on the same goal difference than us and points as us, but we've scored more goals. Um, and Bournemouth and Huddersfield just. One point behind us on on twenty fourth, so there's everything to play. Stoke, you're right, twentieth. So yeah. win for them. Shows how uh, big the course. games are coming up. I mean, we've got in the league, we've got Bournemouth to come, Palace yeah. to come, and then yeah. Brighton. All teams that are within a point or two points. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. yeah. So big Talk, talking about Everton, because I know you love Big Sam. Did you see what Big Sam said on his interview after being yeah, taunted four 0 Yeah, he said, he said, I wanted to play a bit like Moisey at West Ham, and I thought after I saw them at Wembley, I thought I'd give it a go, but maybe I got it wrong, and I need to play a bit more boring. Maybe that's the key: boring football. Well, that Tottenham game, I don't want to go on about Tottenham or whatever, but but. I watched how Everton played, and and it's to do with my rant of last week because I sort of slagged off West Ham for playing nine men in the box, really negative, not having a shot for 70 minutes. And then you look at Everton were a bit more open, and you look at what Tottenham done to them. 
and then you think, well, all Tottenham's goals come from in the box. Moyes puts nine people in the box to stop them playing through. So perhaps I'm not saying I was wrong because I'm still disappointed that we resort to those tactics against a team like Tottenham, but perhaps it shows that I am a bit perhaps out of touch. Ooh, Ooh. admission. Yeah. Uh, So how about you, George? Well, what, what did you? What did you think? Uh, I I was I was a little bit amazed at that when we went four one up. Um, I think I said on the group that Arnautovic is unplayable at the minute. I think he's just very direct, strong, good with both feet. I thought his his goal was is is underrated to be honest. I think the way he brought it down, flicked it up, and finished it with his left foot is very hammer of the year. If it was if hammer of the year was taken now. I think he'd be up there. I think it'd be him or Zabaleta. Yeah. Yeah. Why Zabaleta? I mean, I, I'm not saying that Zabaleta's not done well, but why, why Zabaleta? I, I think he's been consistent all season, a good performer. Even when we were playing badly, he was still putting in performances under Bilic. Hmm. I think okay. it's been a good signing. Zabaleta's problem is he can't really make a song out of his name, man, like Masuaku, who, uh, who, who, who's better than Lukaku. So, you know, it's, it, you try and make a song out of Zabaleta's name, and I think, you know, it's quite difficult. And that's pretty. Do you see love James Collins singing the Liverpool song? No. What? Do you know never walk alone? No, it's, it's like Sugar Sugar, but to. Um, Sing it for uh, a song. No, I'm not. Come on, what? I don't know. No, I don't know. It goes. You know, how it goes. It's a viral one that was about um, uh, who, who's there? The, the player just mentioned scoring all the goals. Firmino, Salah, Firmino or Salah, Salah. either one. Salah, because they're a really good partnership. Salah. It's oh, right. that nutcase! Salah, Salah. yeah, the that that nutcase, yeah. Oh, so yeah, in the t- in the t- in the tunnel at Huddersfield, the camera's got um. Uh, James Collins singing Salah, Salah. Oh, thanks for that insight, Sean. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, can you introduce the next part of the podcast, please? Oh, I, one last thing I want to oh, ask. Yeah, on go it. on, go on, quick, quick. Oh, and, and, and I just forgot, uh, Lanzini, yeah. Rabona. What do you call him? Wait, Excuse me. What? His Rabona shot was that? Was that Rabona? Rabona. What do you call him? His Rabona. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, I'm afraid. Mate, you've lost me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. I thought it was called a Rabina, isn't it? It's not R- the Rabina. A Vimto. That's it. Yeah. Was he just trying to be too fancy? Or, or yeah, with, yeah. Have, I thought yeah. he was trying to cross the ball. But still, Did you? I, I, thought yeah. it was, I thought it was a cross as well. It just went horribly wrong. Yeah, it just went wrong. Hmm. Cool. Anyway, can you introduce right. the next part uh, of the podcast, please, Sean? I still haven't got my uh, Scottish accent yet. No, but you have put it in brackets here just to, just to make it clear that you need to do oh, it in Scottish accent. Okay, the new. It's here with the Gaffericy. Dares doubt David Moyes, 11th in the Premier League. Well, we've got a long way to go, but the players have done brilliantly well since, since we've come in, and a lot of praise must go to them. I thought they were terrific today. And, uh, you know, beating one of your opponents really in the position you are in the league is really important. Marco Arnautovic was at the heart of everything today for you, wasn't he? He, he did have a tough start, David, didn't he, to, to life at, at West Ham. Um, how pleased are you with the Marco Arnautovic that you've got now? I'm really pleased with Marco because uh, 
you know, everybody told me he hadn't performed since he came. But I think everybody knew how good he was when he was at Stoke City, and that's why, you know, they paid a big fee for him. But I think maybe giving him a freer role up front as well has given him a chance to show other other sides to his game as well, his effort and the way he's worked. And today, you know, he could have been played in a couple of times by, by Lanzini in the first half, and he didn't get the pass. And in the end, it was it was Marco who was playing in. Uh, Lanzini to score, so all round his play was very good in, in the game and, and he's done really well. And that was a game changer for you, wasn't it? 11 seconds into the second half. Yeah, undoubtedly, you know, it's the things in football what you need, you know, bits to go for you and, and we got a goal right from the kick-off, which uh, from that point of view gave us a great start to the second half. Another congratulations for Mr Moyes, the fourth manager to win 200 matches in the Premier League in very good company. Sir Alex Ferguson, who was here today, Arsene Wenger and Harry Redknapp. Well, the the ones you've mentioned are great managers, so to be in that uh, position is great. You know, I've enjoyed it. I've had good times, I've had bad times, but ultimately you you want to win the games, and I'm glad I've glad I've won a few. Just wanted to ask you as well, David, why why six subs on the bench? Was there there were reports that Andy Carroll failed a, a fitness test? Was that not true? No, that's not true. Andy was Andy wasn't fit. He's got a, we had a reserve game last night, and we we chose to play the young boys in the reserve game rather than maybe coming and sitting on the bench and not getting on. And with us having a game on Tuesday. There was one or two who needed the match, Sam Byron's just coming back from that. So we decided not to bring MD up after the game last night. It wasn't a message to the board saying, I want some more players. I mean, how, how busy do you expect to be in this month? Well, the board know and, and they more than MD want, want to add to the squad as well. I think it's just the difficulty of the month. Can we do it? We'd like to add a couple of players if we can. There you go. Nigel, what do you think of that? Yeah, I made him right. Yeah. 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 Love the man now. Do you agree with what he said about transfers? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have no idea what he said. <laughs> well, well, I agree with the man. I don't care what he says. I agree yeah. with him. Yeah. A little while ago, you were agreeing with um, Slavin Bilic. And, and that don't change. You... I, I still Match think Slavin Bilic would have kept this team up. So Slavin, Slav, obviously, they put the stat up saying oh. that one goal... Uh, by Lanzini, no goals or assists by um, Marko Nautovic in seven games under Bilic, 11 games under Moyes, and they've got eight goals and eight assists between them. Figures speak for themselves, don't they? Yeah, but mm. how many of them has Lanzini got? I don't know. Two. The two he got the other day, so it's a bit of a skew with stat. At the end of the day, listen, if you want to have a pop, the players have only got themselves to be ashamed of for the way they performed under Billich. Billich yeah. lost the players, but the players didn't perform for him. They're not there to perform for him. They're there to perform for the shirt and the fans and the club. So, But Billich is gone, mate. That's finished with. We're in the David okay. Moyes era now. Jog on. Jog on. Sean, it's over well. to you to introduce the next part so we can jog on, please. Yeah, so uh, earlier today, in fact, just before the podcast, I interviewed the new chair of the West Ham Supporters, uh, no. West Ham United Independent Supporters Association. I got it right on the interview, and that is Mark Walker, and you can hear him now. And we welcome to more than just the podcast. He's the new chairman of WISA, which is the West Ham United Independent Supporters Association. Is that right, Mark? It is. It is indeed. <laughs> Uh, I should have said, Mark Walker, uh, new interim chair of uh, the Independent uh, Support Association, affiliated to the Football Supporters Federation as well. All a bit of a mouthful, which is why you call yourself Whistler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it rolls off the tongue ever so slightly better. 
It does, yeah. So um, I don't know whether all of our listeners know what WISA is. Can you can you give a little sound bite on 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 what WISA does and on why it was created? Sure. So um, it's been around for a few years now. Um, about 18 months ago, it kind of came into its current format in terms of having um, a more elected committee um, and being more active in um, getting things done within the club. Um, like, like any organisation, it was getting things going. Um, it's unique in as much as lots of football clubs have um, support, uh, independent supporters associations now. All of them tend to be affiliated to the FSF or the Football Supporters Federation, as you said before. Um, and then we are West Ham's voice at this time on the on the Football Supporters Federation uh, panel. So um, through that, we get invited to speak on support's behalf to the Premier League. We get invited to meetings with the police. Um, and the only people that we, we've struggled to get relate, um, invited to speak to have been the club, ironically. Um, but obviously, that more and more so, that that's coming to fruition now. So let me ask you a question. I know the answer to this, but our listeners may not. What's the difference between an independent supporters association and a trust? So a trust is any money that's raised by a trust must be used to buy shares in a football club. So Supporters Direct, which is the kind of organisation that, that looks after all the trusts, you would set up a trust, you would accumulate enough money to buy shares when they became available in a football club or occasionally what's happened is a football club has kind of um, fallen on hard times. Uh, most famously, Portsmouth. Um, obviously, everyone's watching the situation in Hartlepool at the moment, and a trust could then step in to take over the running of a football club. What an independent supporters association can do is, is, is not that, in as much as it can raise money, but then use that money to uh, campaign for changes in terms of the supporters. Now, I know you've got a paid membership policy because I'm one of your members. Um, how, how does that work? I mean, I know how it works because I, I signed up at early doors. How many members have you got, paid members have you got? Is there any future of, of having, I know a number of the other trusts and support associations have associate members or free membership. What's the plan there of, of what's your membership now? How's it going to grow? What, what's the future? So um, the membership up until January was £3. Um, shortly it will come down to uh, one pound to cover the rest of the season and then the decision will be made in um, the summer obviously through committee through a vote as to whether we stay with a pay structure or whether we switch to um, free membership I mean there's pros and cons for both some people are um, pro having a paid membership because it obviously it, it's more of an investment. People are paying money. There's a higher level of expectation, higher level of scrutiny. It's free membership. And, and however you wish to interpret that, whether someone signs up or, 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 or you include people that have, have, have liked your page on Facebook or, or follow you on Twitter, etc. But there's, it's, it's a slightly more murky area. But if, if it's felt by the by the committee that it would be best to switch to a free um, system, then I think that's the way we will go. I think what was important at the, minute, at the beginning was that we raised enough money to um, set up a website um, and do all the kind of admin things that are needed, AR affiliations and all the things that are needed to make us legit and credible. And, and then, of course, throughout, we've always been accountable. But, I mean, that is a debate that's coming down the track as to, as to whether we switch to a, a free free membership model. And I know speaking to some of the committee members, 
they're very keen, speaking to some of the wider members, they're very keen. Others, maybe maybe it's best to keep some kind of formal financial contribution and then keep that, that the, 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 the gravitas that comes with that. And what is the membership stand at the moment? The membership at the moment is um, come up to a thousand. That's probably that's quite good in the first year. I mean, standing, talking to people like Spurs Trust and and other people who've uh, who've gone about this. They're begging pardon for that, Sean. Sorry. So, so I understand from talking to Spurs Trust in the past um, that if if you've got the thousand in the first eighteen months, that, that's paid members. That is, that, that's quite good going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously. In comparison, if you compare it to, and the club are very fond of doing it, if you compare it to Facebook groups and stuff like that, it doesn't seem as good. But when you think there are actual people that have made a commitment to pay three pounds and then engage with us through the elections and, and, and the, the processes we have in place, then yeah, it's, it, it, it's a healthy position to be in. And I think whatever system that we put in place going forward will retain a. It would be have to be more than simply saying that, oh, everyone that's on our, our um, Twitter group or everyone that's on our Facebook page is a member. I think there needs to be another level to kind of show show commitment to the to the association. Yeah, yeah. You talked about the committee. Um, what, what can you tell us about, obviously it's not just you, um, what can you tell us about the committee? What, what sort of representation have you got on the, on the committee to represent people's views? I mean, we're very, very lucky. I mean, we are, we've got people uh, like myself who are already season ticket holders and, and very, very good game. And then we've got people that have come along that are new since the Olympic Stadium, or started coming more regularly since we moved to the Olympic Stadium. Um, and it's, it's really interesting talking to those people as well because their, their experiences and expectations are quite different to, to mine. Me, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been very anti the move. We've got people that are very, were very pro the move. We've had people that are pro the move and now anti. We've got people that are anti and actually gone, it's not so bad. So we've got a rich, a rich mix of people. Good. And, and probably leading on to that is what is what is the association name as it stands at the moment? Does the, does the, kit, the committee have a, a manifesto or a set of aims they're trying to achieve? Is it just about growing membership or is it, is it more deeper than that? I mean, every, every. I mean, I, I mean, I personally, everything I do should should have one eye on growing membership and making us more relevant and more appeal to more and more supporters. Because you can easily fall into the trap that your experience and how you decide to support West Ham is how everyone decides to support and um, engage West Ham. And we've seen that throughout the debates this year, most notably recently, the the away tickets change the away ticket scheme. Um, I don't. I, I mean, we haven't got a clear like manifesto. There's lots of things that we'd like to change, but most important is, is for us to be representational. So when a situation does come up, like it can be something relatively minor, like the um, the, the or seemingly minor, should I say, like the stones, the championship place stones outside the ground. Lots of our members contact that and said that there's very poor service. The stones are badly maintained. They're selling programs. There's a program seller positioned on top of them. We, we're there to react to that. So we're there to say, okay, thank you very much. And then we'll make it, we'll collect and we'll go out and say, does anyone else have this experience? And other people say, yes, we have. And then we can make that representation on behalf of supporters to the club. 
And sometimes we get a hearing, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it can be like talking to a brick wall. Other times we have we've had more success. Um, but oh, and I mean, and then and then the bigger things that we've done is we um, through through working with our like the FSS, we could we we were rumored to, and there was a strong rumor that we were going to play on Christmas Eve against Newcastle. The game was going to get moved to Christmas Eve. So we worked quickly with the FSS and, and lobbied politicians and stuff like that and helped build up a big campaign to make sure that switch never came about and, and that the, the fixture was kept on a Saturday. So it, it's, there, are things that we'd like to, there are things we'd like to do, but fundamentally it's about there to give support of a quick voice to quickly engage with and, and feel that they can, an avenue into the club, they haven't got to wait for the next SAB or just aimlessly send an email off to the club and hope it gets answered. So my, my last question before you can do your plug... Um, and, and I'm sure you know I was going to ask this. Uh, the real West Ham fans, obviously, they, they've created a Facebook group, which is, I, I don't know how many now, but 12,000. Is, is the support for social, uh, association for the real West Ham fans compatible? Are they in competition with each other? Why, why, do, why does West Ham fans need multiple voices? Um, I, I don't think they do. I think what's... Um, I think what the Real West Ham fans have done has been brilliant. Um, the numbers they've grown have been great and they've been fantastic. And, and I personally, I'm very supportive of, of the work they've done. And um, I spoke to um, Andy and, 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 and encouraged them to carry on. And, and where possible, like, we obviously have greater restrictions because of our affiliation to the FSF and to, um, to the, the, those bodies that we can't quite do the protest that they have planned or, or, or want to plan and, and, and we have to be much more representational of um, a wider group of people. Um, I, I think what they're doing is great personally. I, I don't think there's certainly no need for competition. I'll obviously keep an open channel to, to what they're doing and where Wissa can support them. We, we will absolutely support them uh, where we have a shared agendas and, and, and I wish them luck. What happens in the future? I don't know. I mean, in as much as I think that we, our hands are tied by the commitment we have to the Football Supports Federation, as I say. So I'm not sure in the future we can um, always publicly be as vocal as they can on certain issues. But I, I, I wish them the best. And, and, and I, I think the broader the debate, the broader and more people involved is, is absolutely a good thing. Good. All right. Well, this is your opportunity uh, to plug, if someone wants to become a member, uh, just remind how much does it cost, where do they go, I'm sure there's a website address. Yeah, it's uh, the new launch, the relaunch website is www.whuisa.org um, and then just click, click on that website and you'll see a joint member at the top. Any other problems, drop, drop us a tweet or something like that and we'll, we'll get back to you straight away. And the Twitter address is, Mark, testing you again. It's, uh, confusingly, it's WHUISA2017, so at WHUISA2017. Um, and, yeah, drop us a line and if, if, if you're having any problems or if you've got a question or, or any, any issue whatsoever, please get in touch. We'll only be too happy to help. You don't have to be a member to reach out Brilliant. to us. Great. Thanks for being our guest on more than just a podcast. Um, since we're just before the Shrewsbury game, uh, I'm going to ask you for a prediction for the Shrewsbury game and the FA Cup replay at the London Stadium. 
Um, I think I think the pressure's off after after Saturday, so we can refocus our attention on a nice cup run, and that will start off with a nice two and a win tomorrow night. We'll probably make it difficult for ourselves for an hour, but we'll be all right in the end. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. No problem. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There you go. That was Mark Walker. What do you think of that, Nigel? Uh, I like what he says. <laughs> oh, really? I do, yeah. I think Did you actually a- listen? I think he's on the money. Of course I listen to it. He's a mate of mine. I'm going to listen to it. Okay, good, good. I support him wholeheartedly. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't too tough on my interview. Um, No, I don't think so. Good. Uh, Right. Number five on the running order. Now, when we introduced the podcast a little while ago, uh, this was where Sean wanted to talk for 10 minutes without being interrupted. So, uh, Sean, over to you. So I'm I'm writing a blog at the moment, um, and and the blog is so. My partner in crime, Hugh Southern, wrote a, a, an article this morning um, about is David Moyes a diverer in the transfer market, and I went on a podcast last night, and it started off. I I was on the EPL Roundtable podcast, which is an American podcast, and there's a Man United fan on last night, and when I talked about the possibility of David Moyes being a diverer. I had a roar of laughter because you ask any Man United fan and they think he is a diverer. You know, he he, he allegedly scouted Cahill 35 times before, before making a decision, decided against Jagielka. He made a number of decisions. He treats it like his own money, right? Anyway, um, I did a bit of research and you're right. You can find lots of articles about David Moyes, a diverer. But I started to think, right, uh, uh, this is a marriage made in heaven for David Sullivan and, and David Moyes. Because on one hand, if it's true that he is a diverer and he, he treats it like his own money and he, he doesn't make his, a decision quickly, then Sullivan must love that because let's be honest, right? Sullivan is stuck in years ago when he was at 
Birmingham. He always undervalues players. Uh, he said time and time again, he doesn't like the January transfer window, doesn't think you get any value. If someone asks 25 million, he put in a bid for 12 million, right? You know, I, I understand sometimes you, you don't go straight to it. But then after his first bid, he might up it by half a million a time. It will never get close to the valuation. So one art, you've got the de facto director of football being a bit of a tight ass. let's be honest. You know, they haven't spent more than 25 million net over the last three years each year. So 75 million in total. Um, they don't see its big value. And even Karen Brady said in her son column, you know, we can't compete with the likes of Barcelona and, you know, we, big players don't want to come to us. Um, and on the other hand, if it's true, you've got a difference. So I'm saying, and this is what my blog's entitled, a marriage made in heaven, a, a transfer divera and a transfer tight ass. What a combination. There you go. It's not quite 10 minutes, but that, well, that was my piece, George. Thank you, Sean. Do you agree, though? Uh, what a combination. I mean, it's not, it's not something to celebrate, is it? Well... I ask. I spoke to Nigel on, before the podcast. Ask oh, him. You're his not allowed view. to do that. That's don't, it. Drop me in it. Don't do right, that. Right, but what, ask him his view. And he said this before, I think, on a previous when he was guest. Um, and, he, and I know this is his real view. What do you think about the general transfer mar- uh, window, Nigel? Um, at this moment in time, I wouldn't be spending any money. Um, possibly, if if a, a good player came up for the right money, I may look. But, Generally, we know we only get rubbish in January. We know it's only panic or other people's cast-offs. I don't get the clamour for fans to demand signings. I would rather save the money for the summer, as long as they did spend the money in the summer, though. Um, I can't see the need to go out and do what we normally do because it's very, very rare. We've probably signed... I don't know, 40, 50 players in the in the eight years that they've owned the club in the January transfer window. Including Denver Bar, including uh, Dean Ashton. Yeah, but then we'll go like me, though, Benny McCarthy. No, D- Dean they Ashton wasn't Dean Ashton. by uh, Golden Sullivan for a start. It was bought yeah, by. I know he wasn't, but I thought it was a January. No, one. I said in the eight years that they've owned the club. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, he so was a January boy. He was a January window, yeah. But... I don't, I don't see the need to just rush out and spend money. We'll end up with the like. Let's face it, we all know Snodgrass has been scapegoated by the club for failures, but it is evident he weren't up to the task that we bought him for. The same as Font weren't that great, both on a lot of money, both probably still having their wages paid by us. Well, Font definitely is Snodgrass. Probably we're chipping in, so that's that lot wasted. The, the, the transfer of January before that, we really didn't get anything to sit, to write home about. It's just mm. been bad windows after bad windows. So we, with Gold and Sullivan, well, not with Gold, I won't blame him because I don't think he has a thing to do with buying players, but with Sullivan at the helm, I wouldn't be clamouring to push for signings. No, I wouldn't. No, I don't, I don't think, and I'm personally not either. Um, I think we need one or two additions. I think we need a central midfielder. <clears throat> I know we were never ever in the running for him, but look, Chelsea getting Ross Barkley. I mean, you can buy quality in January. It's there. 
I know he's probably a, a rare case, but I think we need I think we need something. I think at least just to even get the majority of the fans excited again. I mean, obviously the results on the pitch are helping, but I think a couple of new faces would help yeah, but, even more. But that's then the fans are a bit gullible, aren't they? Because they were well, probably they are, excited they are, over but, Snodgrass and Fontin. Yeah, but they they did, didn't we? I know well, maybe we didn't, but <laughs> some people did. Yeah, well. There you go. Football, football fans are gullible, famously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just believe that everyone should, you know, we should play in the transfer market. And I just don't think you get too much value. Look, I, I understand, right, that the money we're kind of spend available to us is, is under 120 million, right? Um, that 20 million, if we don't spend it this January, will be available in the summer. My question to you, George, is... What can you get? What value or what quality can you get for twenty million? Ross Barkley. Would he have come to us? No, but he'd cost less than twenty million. But all right, well, <laughs> let's talk about rea- realistic. Is twenty million for you to spend? You're David Moyes at the moment, George. What a player that will come to us for twenty million? Who would you buy this this channel? I don't know, I'm off the top of my head, but you know that would buy you one decent midfielder, surely. Well, I don't know if it will. I mean, with... with Andre um... Ayew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Possibly. He's done all right. Leave him alone. Well, you know, I, I see the other papers are caught up with what I said, which is you questioned me when I said Chikorito was available at a price and you, you poo-pooed me when I, I said this in not, December. Not, are you talking to me there? Well, I don't I know. Did John, not, John did. I did not John poo-poo did. you. I disagreed with the fact. I didn't say it wasn't true. Yeah, but all right, John said, I don't believe you because how can all the strikers be available? And that's exactly what the, the Daily I'm Mirror sure, wrote last week. I'm not week. sure he was he was disagreeing with you that it was true either. I think we're just it's disbelief more than disagreement. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But we don't need strikers with Super Arnie up front, do we? Well, could do it with more than one because if he gets injured, what do we do then? Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like any of them at the moment. Um, you've probably heard Chikorito's injured for tomorrow. Yeah. Sacco still not is on sort of unofficial strike, and Andy Carroll's injured. I saw so, uh, ex WHU employee said that if Andy Carroll goes to Chelsea, Batshuayi would we'd want him to come the other way. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So what I've been told in it's a bit quiet on the senior source front, right? Because they're trying to do good by. Uh, David Moyes by not revealing too much, but um, and so they should. Equally, yeah, equally, um, I'm told that basically that the Andy Carroll and and uh, they, um, Diafro Sacco are both agent talk. So it's agents talking to agents. So agents talking to agents representing Palace or West Brom with with Sacco. And it's agents, Andy Carroll's agent, talking to agents represent Chelsea. There's no club-to-club contact on any of these. It's all agent talk, but trying to generate interest. Does not use agents in? Yeah, of course he does. Oh, right. oh. I'm just saying there's no club-to-club. My understanding is on both Sacco and Carroll, there is no talk. And I have Carroll, been told... Chelsea Car- makes sense for me. It really does. I've been told there is no club, no bids have come in for any players whatsoever, any West Ham players in this window. Mm. And and there's been, you know, you've heard Moyes has talked about we're looking for loans. Um, but I understand that in Europe, there's some some bids been put in this week. 
Um, there's, a, there's an Italian striker that plays for Valencia. Apparently, he's quite good. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Zaza or something like that. Oh, yeah, he, he sounds quite good. We should have a little punt on him. <laughs> uh, is that transfer update done? I think so. Unless you've got any questions, I'm, I'm happy to ask any questions of what I know, but um, I'm not sure there's really a lot to talk about unless you want to ask whether rumours true or not. Do you have any questions for, for the font of knowledge, Sean Whitestone? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I think he's put himself on mute. I don't know if he's meant to do that. Uh, anyway. The only, hold up, back. What? the only thing I'd say is... Why did you have it on mute? I don't know. Because <laughs> I was listening to him. So you were, doing you were sitting there talking away and we couldn't hear you. Zoning out, listening to him. Um, it, it's when it comes to agents and, they, and the club say there's no club-to-club talking. It's just agent talk. Who's to say that West Ham haven't employed an agent to do their dirty business? but just not be seen publicly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. And it's interesting how favoured agent Mark Mackay, uh, son of Willie Mackay, is in the middle of this Russian striker stuff as well, talking directly to the son, selling his client in there, saying, you know, he bought in Payet and he can't believe no one in the Premier League's come in for his uh, client and uh, he thinks he'd make a good match for West Ham. So, you know, these agents like to big up their clients and, and like them linked with, with certain clubs. I know. How dare they? How if only those agents they? knew a couple of gullible like, EastEnders with a bit of money to spend on some players that don't really know what they're doing. If only yeah, they knew. If only, if they, only, could find only them. they knew Adele Boy and a Rodney. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Uh, Sean, you put on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash mourners the podcast, recording a podcast in 10 minutes to discuss Huddersfield win and some transfer stuff. Is David Moyes a transfer ditherer or is the board just tight with their money or is it a bit of both? Uh, Paul Seaman says, perhaps neither. We're in good form. He's having a look at the youngsters, which we all keep saying we want, and he never get value in January. We're good enough to get five more wins. I'd rather see us finish a few paces lower, albeit safe, and see more of Cullen, Burke, Oxford and Martinez and do early solid business in the summer ready for pre-season. Perhaps a loan or two or obvious bargain. Uh, Sean, he asks, what do you think about Rodwell? Have you heard anything on Jack Rodwell? No, I haven't. I will look into that. There's a nice little tip that will make a nice little story. Um, so I will I'll look into make that. Sure I don't you know. Credit Paul. Yep, I will credit Paul not. Who's Paul not? He's saying he's saying been told he can go for nothing from Sunderland and Moyes nurtured him at Everton. Oh, I like that. I like that. I might write that as a story, even if it's not true, Paul. There you go. <laughs> Chip off the old block, as Hugh would say. Nick Harvey says, oh yeah, I'm not even going to say that. Nick Harvey <laughs> says, <laughs> definitely feel it's a bit of both. There is no doubt Sullivan is tight with the money, but Moyes seems a little undecided. Can see us only getting Shelby right as the window closes. Get the feeling Moyes is happy with Arnie and Lanzini up front, which is okay, but we're a couple of injuries away from plummeting back to the bottom of the table. I agree. For me, use the youngsters for centre-back cover, Shelby in the middle, and one striker. Let Carroll go if anyone will take him on a permanent basis. 
It's obvious Moyes doesn't want to or can't play to Hernandez's strength, so let's get him off the wage bill too. Uh, he says we need to get points on the board ASAP as our running doesn't look good. Yeah, we've got a few big games coming out, like we said earlier. And Ed Hughes says, think the market isn't currently isn't great currently. Seems like a lot of teams are lining up deals, but nobody seems to want to complete in case something better appears at the last minute. I also think our erratic form isn't helpful for Moyes to make a decision on what is our most urgent priority. Yeah, well, look, I mean, look, he's right about the market. Look, look at Southampton. They've got 75 million from Liverpool. And what have they done with it? Nothing. Well, nothing. Yeah, Burning that a hole in the they don't trust their manager. Well, they could be. They could be. Should have kept the other guy. Who was the other guy that was? He did quite well. They're only one point from relegation now. Uh, yeah, the one at Leicester, isn't it? Yeah. Even though apparently he bored them to death, which who <laughs> y'all, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Let's face to the question time. Check Twitter. Let me just quickly do that. By the way, just to let you know uh, while you're doing that, George, um, our own Nigel Khan is going to be a star of the Premier League. Uh, I've arranged him. Oh, you agreed him. to do it, Nigel? I've, I've agreed he's going to do a little <laughs> He don't keep nothing quiet, does he? I, I've talked to the club. I've told them you're doing it, by the way. Um, I've arranged access to the London Stadium to sit in your seat. Got the filming permit sorted out. Just got to talk to the back to the producer and uh, and it will be filmed next week. I don't know if it's going to be broadcast, but Nigel Kahn, a West Ham fame extraordinaire. Uh, well, you've sold it. Uh, it's for all the riffraff around the world, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to 150 countries worldwide so being shown. someone that they can understand. Yeah, I know, but you're going to have to... <laughs> oh, you've got to wear your flat cap, right? Oh. You've got to wear your flat cap. Do you like the flat cap, dear? I do, I do, I like it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Just, to thank you for making that video public. Yeah, yeah, you loved that, didn't you? Yeah, thank you very much. They've got a lot of, got a lot of engagement on yeah. social. Actually, I was, yeah, and uh, three, three people that used to work for me actually commented on it, give me a bit of stick. And I'm thinking, yeah. how did I know it was up? So obviously, uh, yeah. Got, got who round. said that? Who said, your, your wife also commented on it and said. Yes, oh, you noticed that. Yes, my wife yeah. did. Yes. Uh, just oh, there's a late late comer for on the yeah, Facebook got, group. Actually. Oh, late on the Facebook. I'm on Twitter, um, and we've got a mention here from the American West Ham podcast. I don't know if any of you saw this earlier. Yeah. Um, it's a new podcast launched. Uh, new West Ham podcast by two Americans from Philly and St. Louis. Uh, episodes Monday evenings. And it says, listen to the podcast, shout out to more than just a podcast, West Ham podcast and West Ham Way podcast. Never heard of them. What's some other ones? I don't what did know. you say? West Ham Way podcast? But I've heard of that one. Another, another podcast. <laughs> Nigel, stop. Another <laughs> podcast uh, added to the West Ham family. So welcome. So that's nine listeners now. Uh, actually, Sarif says, how do you guys keep making all these podcasts knowing that you only have eight listeners? <laughs> I don't know. We, I joke. No, no. we do it for the love of... For the love of the eight listeners, yeah. so if yeah. you do, for thank you, guys. you very much, personally. And the late cover um, on Facebook is Liam Tyrrell, who says, Jodie yeah. Lescott was a studio guest on Footy Focus on Saturday. Said Moyes watched him 50-plus times before deciding to sign him. Thorough or overcautious? Yeah, this is what I hear about him. He just he, he does all the um, 
uh, scouting himself and just does it to death. Yeah. I mean, maybe, is that maybe not good though? It, uh, it's, it is a probably good one, but you know, when he's only got six months left on his contract, so he hasn't. Care. It's a it's a it's a break clause. As I keep on telling you, you keep on not oh, listening. We'll break that. I think it's called ignoring him. More of a story the other way. It's true. Hey, leave out your prediction. Yeah. Shrewsbury tomorrow night and Bournemouth. Please, Sean. So Shrewsbury, uh, it was a bit of a boring game beforehand, but let's hope we can do it. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, so I'm going to go for two nil. Bournemouth this Saturday. Uh, I hope the home. By the way, we've got two more home games than most of our competitors. Little stat there. Uh, I think we can use the home advantage and we can win 2-1 uh, against Bournemouth to to put us 10th or whatever it is. Nigel? Shrewsbury of penalties. Oh, Jesus. To drag the life Another out of my own. You'll be home at 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of the 15,000 that bought the ticket. And, the, um, and Bournemouth... I think it'll be a draw purely because we don't win two games on the trot and our current form is draw, win, lose, draw, win, draw, win, I believe. So Nick's up is draw. So Or lose. Or lose. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for wins all round, 2-0 and 2-0. Excellent. And Sean, you put eight goodbyes. Now number eight is next on our running order, but also it could be individual goodbyes to our eight listeners. Right. Yeah. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Thanks for listening. There you go. Individual goodbye. Go on, you irons. <laughs> go on, you irons. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.